Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. Very special guest today. He is from Dallas, Texas, and worked for Club Med from 2017 to 2021. His first season was in 2017 in Sandpiper as a DJ. He also worked in Turks and Caicos and my home away from home, Columbus Isle. Not many of the guests that come on this show had their last season in 2021, so I am very happy as he is here today to give us a different perspective. So please, everyone, help me give a warm my first season welcome to TJ Walker. What's up, DJ TJ? How are you? Hey, Greg. I'm good, good. How about yourself? I, I love that name. Like on a badge, that's the perfect name to put on a badge. <laughs> DJ TJ. Does it get better than that, you know? It, it really doesn't, you know? It was almost like it was meant to be, you know? So yeah, it was, I, I, I love it. I reached out to Sydney Godro, who you know quite well, I believe. Correct. And I said, look, because at the time, Sydney was the only like current, like Sydney stopped Clement, I think, in 2021. And then we did her like in December and then we did her interview in January. So I I wanted more people like that, much as I love hearing about the 70s, 80s and 90s. You know, I like to know what's what's currently happening in Clement. So she suggested you very highly. And I'm glad like you said yes when I reached out to you. So thank you for that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Sydney is actually a very... um... It's funny about Sydney. We actually had tons of friends in common. So I didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't really know who she was, but I knew about her, and I knew she was like a really good person. And then when we finally got to meet in Turks and Caicos, we were just like, it was like we were friends like right off the bat, you know. So so yeah, we we get along very well. We both speak very highly of each other. So that I would consider a very good friend of mine. Yes. And can that girl handle a close-up or what? Yeesh. Yeah. Good Lord. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. So I think you've said you didn't know, you didn't know, like, so you're from, you're from Dallas, Texas, right? That is correct. Okay. And I think you said you didn't know too much about Club Med before you applied, right? Yeah. So funny story. I actually had no idea what Club Med was when I applied. I was just kind of looking for, you know, another opportunity outside of, Los Angeles, because I was that's where I was living at the moment when I applied. And, you know, I was just on Indeed.com of all places. And I just searched traveling DJ. And I believe this was like the second or third option that that showed up. And I applied and then I was accepted and I had access. And and yeah, that turned out to be one of the craziest experiences in my life in the best way possible. So you applied as DJ, but how long or how many years had you been DJing? Uh, I've actually been DJing for, at the time, that was about nine years. Yeah, so I've been DJing, as of now, I've been DJing for 13 years. So I had prior experience as a DJ before going to Club Med. How do you know you're good as a DJ? Like, that's something I know I could never do. Oh, man, that's... (laughs) How do you, so how do you know you're going to be good at it? I, I don't understand. Oh, that is a that is a great question. I think just a lot of repetition, a lot of repeti- repetition and then listening to other DJs. I think that's what really uh, got me going and then just kind of really being open to to feedback and criticism. And I think once people started kind of gravitating towards, towards wherever I was playing, that's when I was like, OK, maybe <laughs> maybe I might be on to something here, you know, so it, it's it's definitely a gift. The first time I, technically the first time I ever played or DJed was in Austria. And this was in uh, 2011. So back when I was in high school. So I was on a 
a student ambassador trip throughout Europe along with my brother. So we did six countries that summer of uh, 2010. So we did France, Austria, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, and Vatican City. And so throughout this time, we were actually traveling through um, via travel bus. So I, sp I had a lot of free time uh, on the road and I was using a, a DJ app on my iPod at the time. And I was just kind of playing around with that. You know, I had hours on the bus uh, whenever we were traveling. And when we finally got to Austria, we had like a nightclub that was kind of reserved for our group. And, you know, the DJ booth was wide open and I was like, okay, well, you know, I've been practicing, you know, so let me just <laughs> go ahead and and take on this take on this uh, DJ booth. And that was technically my first gig was in was in Austria. So I got to DJ for my brother and then 40 other high school students from the Dallas uh, Fort Worth area. And uh, the, the rest is history, I guess you could say. OK, I'm assuming you brought your own music with you because I can't imagine what uh, they were listening to in Austria at the time. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was definitely a lot of, um, oh man, whatever was popular in to, to 2010. So like Usher, uh, Miley Cyrus, Trey Songs, Jason Derulo, those type of artists were definitely uh, in heavy rotation while I was quote unquote DJing. Okay. <laughs> now, who are you looking up to as a DJ or listening to? Is there any big names that we might know? Oh, great question. So I am really big into a lot of elect the electronic music scene. So of course, I, it wouldn't be right if David Gutter wasn't in my my top five. I really like him. I'm also, I've always been like a really good Usher fan. I mean, there's, there's countless artists, Flo Rida, and then a lot of like international artists too. Uh, there's it's, it's too many to, too many to name. Right, now, when you when you apply, so you applied. Someone from Club Med calls you. Did you have an interview? Correct. Uh, so, going back to the interview, I was accepted. So I did my interview back in um, downtown Los Angeles, and then that's when I met. I got to meet Yolani. She was the person I actually did my first interview. So it was at I believe it was at a. Uh, it was at a hotel downtown. I can't remember. Can't remember the name. But um, anyway, my, my interview was downtown, so it was pretty much a group interview. So there was maybe 30 or 40 of us total, and uh, they actually all had us get together, and then we kind of did like a group activity, and so we kind of had to like split up into like smaller groups, and then believe it or not, we actually had to come up with like a dance to this this like 90s 90s house track which i had no idea what it was but it was kind <laughs> of like a, it was kind of like um introducing me into what i was getting myself into but the song was freed uh free from desire oh gala <laughs> oh god gala <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I well it's funny i thought you were gonna say ymca by the village people oh, no. <laughs> so you know what you were getting into but i guess i don't know if they're still playing that but i we, we I, were yeah okay. that, of course of course of course you were of course you were okay <laughs> oh my god well that's a, that's a tough song because it starts so slow right and then it slowly starts to build the, the beat right i mean so i don't know what i got i hope somebody filmed this thing i'd love to see this dance oh, oh, me too because I, I would love to go back and 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 see the look on my face because i had no idea like <laughs> what i <laughs> what i got myself into like 
like who are these people like why is the people the people that are doing my interview why are they all dancing in tandem okay like, what is going on like it was yeah it was a lot to take in but i was <laughs> so so they I didn't was down <laughs> they didn't take all the djs aside and make you guys do a dj battle or anything or spin i mean there's no, none of but, that <laughs> no but funny enough there was actually a couple djs within my smaller group so i think there was two other ones so i think that was kind of like our our pitch to the song was like we kind of had to like coordinate a like a dance and then like we I, I guess we were kind of playing like a dj battle but it was yeah it was it was a lot a lot going so we, on i didn't know it was so going on. so are you saying you were hired on your dancing ability <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be a stretch but uh <laughs> i think i was definitely personality wise i think i was a better fit okay. <laughs> but they, i'll take that as a compliment all right since your first season was in Sandpiper, I'm wondering, like, how many since the interview did you wait uh, weeks or months? Okay, so for going back to the the end of my interview process, so yep. I did that. That was, I believe, the beginning, like the second week of April 2017. After the interview, I got an email that following that following week, and they said, "Hey, we really like really liked your your in person interview." Uh, we think you'd be a great fit for for Club Med. Can you be here in seven days? And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. Seven days, you know, I have apartment, a car, a job, a life. Like, I can't just you know leave everything in in one week. And then I said, you know what? Give me two weeks. So believe it or not, I dropped everything. I I quit my job. I moved out of my apartment. I, I had one of my best friends from college. I had her kind of like keep an eye on my car because I, what I told her was, okay, I'm only going to, I'm going to try out this job. They're going to send me to Florida. You know, I'll be gone for six months max. And then, and then I'll be back. And little did I know that that six months actually turned into four, four and a half years. So <laughs> it's crazy. You think, you think you sign up for one thing and then actual actuality, you end up staying for, you know, way longer. Well, even though you didn't know too much about Club Med, before you got your assignment, were you envisioning like the Caribbean or Mexico? Like when they, when you found out you were going to Florida, were you like, Florida? Or were yeah. you like, were you, are you just up, up for anything? You know, at, at that point, I think I was up for anything. It was a little bit of both. I was up for, you know, just a break from like the LA hustle because it was such an oversaturated market with with DJs and everybody was trying to to do that. So it was just like, okay, well, let me just get like a little bit of change of scenery. Um, but I do rem remember them mentioning um, how many locations they had around the world, you know, exotic locations in Africa, Indonesia, uh, Europe, South America. So I was a little bummed out, but I was just, but when I was told Florida, I was like, okay, you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. Let me just, take this in for what it is and and go along for the ride you know and and I ended up having I ended up having a great time you must recall like that, that first day or first week of uh, you arriving what was that like oh wow the first week okay so I'll actually go back to getting on the plane in Los Angeles I didn't so they told me we're gonna have the flight paid for you so all you're gonna have to do is go to the airport your flight's paid, 
luggage is paid. All you have to do is just show up. And so I was a little, I was a little sketched out by that. I'm not not gonna lie. I you know I land in in uh, Fort Lauderdale, and like there's this uh, this black black SUV um, that picked me up, and I was even more sketched out. You know I didn't know who the driver was. I had my name on it. I was just like, okay, well, what 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 is happening? You know what what am I, <laughs> what am I getting myself into? It took like an hour and a half from the airport to get to the actual to actually get to Sandpiper. I remember we were driving for an hour and then we get off the highway and then like we're going through like this neighborhood and I was just like, wait, I thought I was going to like a beach resort. Like, why am I in like a neighborhood? I had so many, que- <laughs> so many questions were going through my mind. And uh, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was a little nervous about uh, <laughs> the decision I made at that time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's normal feelings. I think we all, we all go through that, you know, like, and then, uh, but luckily, I mean, I think uh, who was your chief of village? Was it was it Kareem? It was. It was Kareem was my um, my chief of village. I uh, was chef du village. He was a nice person. I, I I was a little like, you know, nervous because it's a new job. Of course, you know, I want to do, you know, I want to do well at what I'm there to do. So I was I was a little intimidated by him for a second, but it took me a while to warm up to him. And then once I got to really know him, like, of course I was like, okay, I, I, I like this guy. Like he's hard on us. He's hard on, on, on the geo team, but like, I get his vision, you know? So it was tough at first, but like he, he came along and, and I, I was very, very happy to, to work with him. It was him and Olivier was his name. So they were both kind of taking, taking turns uh, being the, the chef du village. And uh, like me, were you excited that, you know, unlike in LA, like you didn't have to cook or do dishes, like you could oh, eat, man. eat three times a day, like great food. Were you, were you happy about uh, that? Was... <laughs> I was, I was still am. Can you, can you hear it in my voice? I was, yeah. <laughs> that was such a relief because I was, I was fresh out of college when I was living in LA. So like, you know, cooking, cooking, cleaning, like, you know, multiple times a day. So getting to Sandpiper where all that was taken care of and food was good. And like, you know, the, the 20, 20 to 30 second walk to work was really like, that was like a peak moment for me because I I really, (laughs) I really enjoyed that. No traffic, you know, like it was, yeah, we, we, we had it pretty, pretty well and living in Sandpiper. And then they, uh, I guess you meet the animation team and they tell you uh, what you're going to be doing and all that. So when I first arrived, my uh, my coworker, his name was Justin. He was actually the first person to greet me once I got to the resort, and then along with Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Hamilton. So they were they were the first two to kind of like greet me, um, you know. So I get out of uh, of the car. Uh, they tell me, "Hey, welcome to Club Med." So I was like, "Okay." That was like a sigh of <laughs> that was a sigh of relief because I was like, "Okay," like at least. I'm in like the right place, you know. Yeah, like, you weren't so. you're you weren't delivered <laughs> someplace. Kidnapped. Yeah, so they could harvest your organs or anything yeah, like that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so I was, I was definitely relieved to like to to meet them. Um so yeah, they took my luggage, they 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 uh dropped it off in my room and then they took me to um the slice bar, which was pretty much was going to be like my office. You know, they just we just kind of greeted each other, 
got to know each other for a little bit. They they told me to, you know, go um go to your room, take a nap for a little bit, and then just kind of come back in a couple hours and, and then we'll introduce you to the um to your animation manager. Uh and his name was uh Spencer. After my after I took a nap, I came back to the slice bar. I met up with Justin and Lindsay and and they said, All right, well, hopefully you got a good nap. Again, tonight you're gonna like kind of take it easy. And in a second, we're gonna introduce you to your your animation manager. And then that's when I got to see Spencer at the bar kind of doing these same crazy signs that were in my interview from Los Angeles. And I was just like, Yeah, I, I was wait. just gonna I was just gonna ask you that. How soon after you arrived did you hear Gala freed from desire? Was it immediate? Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was that one. So at Sam Piper, we actually had a couple crazy signs. Blame it on the boogie by the Jackson Five, which I love that song. So that was, <laughs> at least I was familiar with with that one. But yeah, it was that one. There was another one called a uh, Bailando. There was I love Bailando. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's a that's a classic one. And then Muevelo, um, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's so many. <laughs> now, did you but, learn uh, all the da dances for these, or because you were DJ, you didn't have to? <laughs> okay, so I I learned them because like I always always saw them but like I, I didn't really have like a chance to do them because of course i was like picking the music and then like making sure everybody's or making sure everything's in order in terms of what songs need to be played when but of course every now and then i i had the opportunity to kind of go on stage and like do a crazy sign and then run back <laughs> run back to the dj booth before before the song ended so yeah that was definitely that was definitely a fun part of my job as well well, let me ask you this, because I had a recently had another DJ on the show named Darren from my first season. Uh -huh. This was back in back in 94, though. But the, when the French came up to him to request a song, they said, we want to hear rock. So he's like, OK, and he cues up ACDC. Uh -huh. But to them, rock means like from the 50s and 60s. That's what they call rock. So I'm saying, did when you were DJing, did anyone make a request that you didn't know or or that you thought, oh, this is going to be a tough one or oh, I'm gonna, this is this is going to clear the dance floor? And if oh, so, how do you how did you handle uh, that, uh, you know, uh, delicately? Well, with so many nationalities and different cultures there, I assume like you took each request on a case by case basis, correct? That is that is correct, because. I'm doing like multiple things, you know, you're trying to like keep the people engaged that are on the dance floor, but you're also trying to to bring the people that are on the side, you know, kind of standing around. You're trying to keep, bring them into the party as well. And, you know, you just kind of have to play, you know, what's like the most popular and what kind of like everybody, you know, and some guests were not so nice. And uh, Clement was very interesting about how they handled complaints from guests so a lot of a lot of the guests that came they they knew how club med operates they knew about like the chef du village like if that person's in charge like they pretty much run the show and whatever they say goes so a lot of guests were were very sneaky and they would tell this make made sure they complained to the cdv about you know i need to hear this song <laughs> i need to hear this song yeah. right now no matter what and so i kind of just had to you know, let it be and just play this, play the song for what, them and, and let what, them have their moment. Give me an example of the, the song. Like, uh, do, you, do you remember like what one of them was called that was just, just didn't yeah. work, but you played it anyway. Do you remember? 
So a lot of them were, especially in Sandpiper, were were French songs because Sandpiper is a very um, the clientele is mostly American. So like you you don't you didn't really have too many French that would come to that resort in the first place. But one of the specific songs that I always got a request for that was very French and very popular in other Clement villages in Europe, but not too many Americans knew was Sisoire um, La by, I think his name is Yannick. So it was a very French French song, but like. Oh, oh, I think I know that. But that's like kind of like a French version rap. of oh, oh, What a Night. By yeah, name. exactly. That's yeah, exactly okay. <laughs> okay, okay. And I was a little, I didn't know how to feel because I personally liked the song a lot, but like I knew there was kind of like this trade-off whenever I would play it. It's like, okay, like the Americans would kind of leave the dance floor, then the French would, <laughs> would kind of come on to the dance floor. So I just kind of had to let that let that be its thing and, you know, just kind of like bounce back with another more popular yeah. song. Well, yeah, years. that that song, you know, well, yeah, and when it came out, like you were there in 2017, that song came out mm-hmm. 17 years before, like in 2000, you know, but yeah, yeah I, I do remember <laughs> it. Like, I totally forgot about this now that you mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, I like it because I like uh, the original it's based on, you know. Uh, exactly. By Frankie Valli. Wow. Okay. And uh, so do you, how long do you spend at Sandpiper altogether? Is it a year or six months? So I did in Sandpiper, I started on April 25th of 2017. And then I believe I left May 5th. So I did about 13 months in Sandpiper. Okay. Did you have any Club Med culture shock when you got there? Yeah, uh, so many. So I didn't, we had this thing called the, uh, the aperitif, which was kind of, which was basically like a cocktail hour. I didn't really know too much about it, but like, I just knew that like we had no matter what service you were in on the resort, whether you were the lifeguard, whether you were a mini club or or circus, everybody kind of had to be at the bar at 6.45, 7 o'clock to kind of mingle with the guests and, you know, just kind of talk about your day and talk about Club Med. And at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I, I was not a big fan of it because I was just like, okay, well, I know my like I know I'm a outgoing person, but you know, I don't always I don't always want to like meet people right away. But after a couple months of like kind of getting to the flow of how Club Med worked and like what I got myself really into, I found myself really like enjoying like coming up, coming up to the aperitif and then meeting new people and then oftentimes I would meet those people and it would be like their first day. And then they would stay for a week. And then by the end of the week, like I hung out with this guest so many times, you know, we we did crazy signs, we did sports activities. And it turns out they would be like my my kind of best friend <laughs> for the week, you know. So at first I didn't really see the vision, but I, I got to see it through for what it was. And it was really, I think that's one of those key moments that make Club Med, Club Med you know, like it's about meeting the, the GOs and getting to know the um the guests there on vacation the gms and um and get, just getting to know each other so i i really i really got to to enjoy that and during this time in sandpiper did they ever like throw you in a show at all so i wanted <laughs> great question so i actually <laughs> wanted to be 
I told myself, okay, there's no way I would do a show unless it's Music Factory. Like that, <laughs> that just seems like the the craziest, most fun show of the week. But like it was, it was hard for me because I always had to be ready, like in position at the DJ booth, like as soon as the show ended. So it it took me a while to like kind of get my my timing down of okay, making sure my music is prepped before before the show starts which means I had to find guests for dinner at a decent time so I could like eat, prep everything and be able to do the show. But that was definitely, I only got to do Music Factory once or twice. And then I was actually involved in one of the circus shows, believe it or not, one of the indoor circus shows, believe it or not. So that was a totally, totally new thing that I never thought I would (laughs) ever be doing was a, a circus act for a show. You do the show, you know, the Music Factory show, but you made sure that you have Yannick, the song by Yannick already queued up, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What what kind of show was uh, Music Factory? Like, what kind of music was it? So Music Factory was pretty much like a a show where we went back in time. So we did all of the hit songs from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and kind of worked our way up to the music until today. Until today. So this was about a 45-minute show, and... Arguably, it was one of the best shows of the week because you had all the the Geo team involved, and everybody comes out in these crazy, <laughs> these crazy costumes, crazy wigs and uh, impersonations. So it was a really, it was a really fun show to like watch and 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 be a part of. Okay, with a show called Music Factory. So please say you had you at least you covered CNC Music Factory from the nineties, did you? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Okay. Yes, we we covered everybody. (laughs) All right. Okay, cool. Team 2019, you go to one of my favorite places of all time because I they sent me there three times. No, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. (laughs) I I love I love Columbus. Yeah, it's two and a half years there. So you go there as DJ with the Chief Pavilion, uh, Chief of Village Julien Latraz. So what did you did you ask for Columbus? Like because I know in my day they used to ask you, where would you like to go next? And you would pick your top three. So did you ask or they just sent you there? So I did not ask ask for Columbus. I think by by the second by my second season and and um Sandpiper, you know, I kind of did my time, so to speak. And you know, I was like the the whole reason I, I signed up for Club Med was to be able to like explore and like go to new places. So I was kind of willing to, you know, go anywhere or see what they had to offer. So when when they offered me the affectation, um, they were like, okay, well, Kareem brought me into his office and he said, hey, TJ, like, you know, you've done like a really good job and it's time for, you know, the next season and we have an offer for you. We would like to send you to Columbus style. And they, he was asking if I accept. And I was like, yes, of course. But the whole time I had no idea. <laughs> I actually had no idea where. Like where you're like, I, I'm going to Ohio. It's <laughs> a club man in Ohio. Yeah, I was like, Columbus. All right. Okay. Where's that? Yeah, I don't think they have a beach, but okay. Yeah. So I had no idea where it was. And then um, I, I quickly found out uh, that it was in the Bahamas. And I was like, oh, the Bahamas, of course. Like, that sounds, that sounds incredible. Yes, sign me up. I'm. I'm there. So yeah, being able to go to Columbus was definitely, it was so much fun. 
meeting Julian for the first time or Julian the first time, like a uh, very great, uh, very nice guy. And then I also got to meet Lance was who was pretty much um, the assistant CDV, but he was also my animation manager. And we still talk to this day. Um, actually, I, I spoke with Lance not too long ago. We, we li literally, we speak once a week. So he's a very good friend of mine and we, we rocked Columbus. It was so, so much fun. I literally enjoyed every moment of it. It was, it was great. And uh, so you probably like taken in with the beauty of the place, the be the beautiful beach, which no one has ever on it. I mean, the rooms, geo rooms, not bad, huh? Yeah, it was, it was such a, it was so much to like take in because I've never been on a, on an island so isolated, gets so beautiful. And, you know, that, that literally got me out of bed every day because I, I felt, it really felt like, you know, I, I worked really hard uh, for this opportunity and it was everything I thought it was and more because that village is, is definitely has a more European feel to it, you know, with most of the guests coming from, from Paris, Montreal, and then even the, the flight from Miami, there was even a lot of um, French Americans that would come to, to Columbus from Miami. So that's, I, I would say that's where I really got to, speak and like practice my French, but it was also very intimidating because I I knew French, but like, you know, hearing it and people talking like their normal speed was definitely kind of um it was it was a lot to take in and like it was a lot to process as well. But it, I was but I was along for the ride, you know. Was there a French uh, geo helping you or were you learning on your own? Um, I was learning on my own because, again, we had to do, uh, of course, the the lunch and dinner with the guests, with the with so many of the guests being French from France. A lot of times, they their English was limited, so I really, <laughs> I really had no choice but to like try practice speaking French with them. So I definitely learned through uh, lunch and dinner with the guests, and then the aperitif, of course. My uh, two and a half years there, like I, I'd say of all the places, Columbus has the most returning returning guests. So I don't know if when you were there, you actually saw someone that had been there, I don't know, five months before. Like so so many Europeans love that club, you know, and they go back. Yeah, there know. was definitely a lot of um, uh, repeat uh, repeating guests. And and of course, we exchanged uh, social media. So they would kind of let me know whenever they were coming. And one of my favorite things to do uh, was to kind of when we knew the flight was about to land i would i would love to go like right on the edge of the water and see the plane land uh right on the airstrip so like that was that's yes. something i really <laughs> right I really right right by the only stop sign on the on the island exactly, was yeah. <laughs> right right where the plane landed uh yes uh so uh, now exactly. tell me when you, when you when you were there was wednesday night still reggae night at the riding rock were, were you uh, did you go to the riding rock at all i yeah. actually did got to go there uh, okay once or once or twice yeah because word we're travels pretty fast when you know there's only a thousand people yeah on the island so uh yeah i got to experience that and then like days off i spent a lot of it kind of like uh you know playing volleyball or or exercising or, or just hanging out with other geos 
uh, on the island. Or so you didn't you, you didn't go into Coburn Town to buy pop tarts like I did. Is what you're telling me? You just stayed. I'm sorry, in say the, that again? You didn't go into Coburn Town to buy pop tarts like I did. You just stayed. Oh, uh, I actually did that. Okay. A, <laughs> okay. You just stayed. I did that a couple of times too. Okay. <laughs> um, I had to. I remember I, I would take turns um, using somebody's bike to go into town to get groceries or just. Yes. Around. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we're. Because you know, like, because you, you probably had a DJ at the uh, at the C Center, right? So, where did they? Uh, when you were there, did they allow you to have bikes, or did you have to walk all the time? Oh uh, no, we we were definitely allowed to have bikes. I think that was one of the first things I purchased when okay. I got okay. on, <laughs> yeah. when I got on the uh, on the island. So, so yeah, that was that was definitely a necessity. When you when you mentioned social media because I'm so used to interviewing geos, you know, from the early nineties. And it's just so weird to hear someone say they were in a village with social media. So probably like me, a lot of my listeners are like, what? So yeah. So you probably, can you, you probably can't really, or maybe you can fathom. Like I, I, I ask that question sometimes like to, to the older geos, do you wish we had social media back then? And a lot of them are like, Oh God, no, can you imagine? But uh, for, for reasons I can't get into, but, but one thing I, I thought what would be cool was that, you know, if you have Wi-Fi, well, then you can make a call from anywhere, right? Because when we were going to Club Med, we had a, like Christmas Day, you had to line up, get the phone, and it was expensive. So I, yeah. I thought it, if we, it would be cool if, if on our day we were just able to have that just to make a call, you know, but um, not get charged an arm and a leg for it. But uh, I guess for you, it's just, that's just the way it was. Like you could, you're probably tagged in someone's vacation photo when, when yeah. they just left the resort, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And and that was, that was really cool because then uh, whenever we would add each other, uh, we would kind of see uh, what friends we had in common. And then, you know, with the club med world being so small, almost every time I added somebody new from that, that's been to club med before, we had friends in common and then they would kind of let me know when they were coming to the resort and I would kind of let them know like, okay, well, I'm going on vacation on this time. Like who's in what country, where should I go kind of thing. So I, I enjoyed definitely having social media playing like a big part in, in, in the networking and getting to know people uh, while I was, while I was there. When I was there, like for two and a half years, I, I loved my time, but you uh, you told me something that my my sister went about two years ago, and she told me something that they were doing there. And and by God, if you didn't mention it in, in your show notes, you're saying uh -oh. that one of your favorite. <laughs> no, it's good because I was so okay. jealous when she said this, like I couldn't believe like we didn't we didn't get that when I was there that you would like go on these man-made watercrafts and you would be passing out drinks. Like someone would oh. be waving, blast, blasting music and people would go, you know, yes, to the so shore we... to get rum punch. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. this is amazing. I can't believe we didn't have that when I was there. <laughs> that was so, it was so fun. So that was the, um, that was the drink passage we would do. So oh, God. drink, <laughs> so massage. We, did... we should do watermelon. We should do fruit passage. You guys are doing rum punch passage. Oh, so, so jealous. <laughs> so the fruit passage, or I'm sorry, the, the boat passage was actually, I think we did that once, maybe twice a week. And then, but we'd also do like a tractor passage, which was, which is so crazy to <laughs> Tra tractor massage. Yeah. Okay. Like what, what's that? We... <laughs> Were you picking up the seaweed? What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking about like how this must have looked to guests you, you know you're you see this giant orange tractor and you have all these geos and like and lays and like crazy costumes handing out fruit drinks and 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 whatever so it's just 
it's just funny to think about like that was that was actually my job <laughs> at some point in life you know but uh for the boat massage yes so what we would do is we go to the very end of the resort and we would get a geo from pretty much each service each service so we would have someone from the maintenance team someone from reception um animation the, the chief of village you know everybody and we would all <laughs> we would all tug like this giant boat like just off the water we had music blasting and i remember having lance uh, my animation manager he would be standing on top of <laughs> this is so funny i can barely tell it sorry he would have this have this the, the bohemian flag in his hand while music is blasting and we're all bringing you know these drinks and passing them along to guests in the water so that was just a a crazy part of <laughs> crazy part of our, our our day you know and it, it was so fun because uh, we would have guests you know running from their beach chairs to say like oh yeah i want something and and everybody was in a good mood and smiling and laughing so yeah, I think that definitely made an impact on <laughs> the guests that were on vacation. It's the only thing my sister kept raving about when she got back was this this passage, you know, yeah. <laughs> and just being so enraged with jealousy. Okay, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was quite the sight to see for sure. For sure. Yeah, so you got a so I'm assuming because the clientele was uh, well mainly French, and especially in the summer, I guess mm-hmm. you had a lot of a uh, lot of Yannick on uh, on rotation there, yeah. Right? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> so I had a couple, I actually had to get a lot, uh, a decent amount of help for like the French songs because, you know, I, it's always better when you have, you know, guests coming straight from France to tell you like, okay, these songs, <laughs> these songs are hot right now. This is what you should play. And okay. I just had a lot of, you know, every week, you know, I had, you know, different guests coming and I would kind of do trial and error on what was working really well. And what worked and what wasn't, and then just kind of like combining that into what I already already knew about music and like the older stuff and like the disco and early two thousands, and then I would just kind of compile that into my playlist for the nights, and it ended up working really really well. So, so yeah, I I I give kudos to to the French guests for definitely helping me out with expanding my horizon with. Uh, the music that not only French music, but just European music in general, like they definitely helped me out with that aspect. Well, here's, here's a dumb question. It's kind of social media related because, you know, back then when I was going in Columbus and I was there like last 2000, 2001, uh, Mm -hmm. we had TVs. So I assume you still had TVs in the room, right? Yes, we did. So, so did you guys have like, were you able to get an iPad and stream Netflix? Was this, were Geo's doing this? Really? Um, oh. or, or honestly, what I would do, I would just use my my uh, my own laptop, my DJ laptop, and like that's okay. how I would go about streaming. But even like the TV, I I was trying to at my time in Columbus, I was trying to spend like his uh, least amount of time in my room. I mean, of course, like I had like off days where I just didn't feel like moving. <laughs> I just wanted to binge watch whatever is popular on Netflix, but. Yeah, I really tried to like not spend as much time in my room and just kind of go out and and be active and 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 hang out with other geos that were that also had the same off day as me. Okay, so I see that. I guess you got along really well with Julia Latraz because you follow him to Turks. 
That is correct. So funny story about uh, Julian and, and Turks. So he was, so I met him in, uh, in the Bahamas and I did about 10 months there. And then uh, he found out that he was going to be uh, be sent to, to to the Turks and Caicos location. Now, for me, that location was on my mind for the longest because I was told, like, you know, as a DJ in Club Med, like, this is definitely one of the top resorts that you want to go to or be able to play at. He asked me if if I was interested in having another affectation to to work in Turks as well. And of course I said, yes, thousand times. And so I was very, very excited to be able to play here. And not, not only me, but uh, one of my, one of my best friends, his name is uh, uh, Luik. We all got to go to, to Turks and Caicos together. So Julian ended up bringing about 20 geos <laughs> from um, Columbus Isle and straight to uh, Turks and Caicos. So it was really nice to like get to a village, even though it was somewhere I haven't been before. Um, it was nice to have, you know, 20, about 20 um, other geos that I was already familiar, familiar working with um, to be in a new village. All right. And this was uh, 2019. So is this like, I guess, uh, the spring season, summer season, or were you trying? This was a, yeah, this was the summer season. So I arrived there okay. early May and then I did, and then I left the beginning of November. Okay. So did Turks live up to the hype? It definitely, it definitely did. I had so much fun. I, it's funny. I used to say to Lance, uh, or we, we say to each other, like, oh man, this is, it's the best day of my life all over again. You know, it was, it was really fun because for me, the DJ booth was elevated and it was behind the bar. And um, there was also a, a giant LED screen behind me. So of course, being me, I had to take full advantage and like I would always have my logo and like I would try to do music videos if I could and then just like really cool graphics. So it just kind of really felt like <laughs> felt, like, felt like I was in Vegas for a second, you know, because like um, we had like a good uh, lighting scene and yeah, it was just like the perfect setting for for, for a DJ to, to be in, in my opinion. And still the only, I believe at your time was probably the only singles village left, right? Yes. It was the Turks location. And then I believe, I, Can, I, I don't know. Cancun, about, well, Cancun went to family uh, after I had left. Uh, like yeah. there, was, there was a hurricane that reopened, but I think Turks, I think remains the only singles village in the, in the North American zone anyway. Uh, yeah. In the North American zone. Yes. I think the other one is in Turkey. Um yeah on oh yeah no no i just yeah i just was curious because the turks was my first season but i know uh, i've kept up with you know i know there's a sharky's bar now and uh yeah and i'm curious so what what and was there a new york charter yeah there was um okay tons of people from new york um because it was a direct flight um so oh. tons of people from new york okay so no way those new yorkers were asking you with that village it was um it was half and half between American and French Canadian. So okay. a lot of French Canadians were, were at that village. Okay. But there's no way the Americans or French Canadians were requesting Yannick. So what did the, yeah. uh, what did, what did the New Yorkers want to hear? Sorry. I, 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 I don't yeah. mean to be mean to Yannick. I actually like that song, but it's just, no, uh, no, no, yeah, totally fine. What, what, what were the, the New, York, uh, New Yorkers requesting? Well, that was fun because I kind of got to play 
what I would normally play back in the States. So a lot of like the top 40, top 40 hits would work like just fine. So uh, anything from like Nelly to, to, to Katy Perry to any dance, any, any of the popular dance music at the time was, was able to work just fine. And then I really got to play, play around with a lot of like EDM uh, while I was there. So and that was already like a favorite genre of mine. So I, I it was literally like the best night of my life. Uh, <laughs> every night whenever, whenever I was able to play. Well, I guess since you worked at Turks, I have to ask you the, the requisite question. Did you see Jojo the Dolphin? Yes, of course. I, I told myself I couldn't leave this village until I saw Jojo. So I got to see him several times. That That's just a rite of passage for for turks you know yeah it's crazy that 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 dolphin's still alive like i i swam yeah. with him my, my first season in 1994 and i'm still wow. hearing about jojo you know like from your season in 2019 <laughs> but lord how long do these still things live strong. i'm glad he's alive but jesus we should all live as long as dolphins <laughs> say that again <laughs> i haven't been back there in a while so i i do know that it's uh it, like you said it's that's the place you want to be a dj right Yes. So I worked there in 2019 for six months and then I took a break and then I went to go work on a cruise ship for uh, only a month uh, before the pandemic. And then uh, while being back home, I was like, you know, I really, I really kind of miss, <laughs> I really kind of miss the beach life, you know, like I, I miss, you know, a two minute walk to work and and not having to cook every night. Yes, yes. And so I applied back for Club Med. I, I emailed my um my effector who I was always in uh, good terms with. His name was Jamal. And I said to him, um, you know, hey, like, I know I left uh, Club Med not too long ago. Uh, at this point, it was maybe seven months. But uh, I, was, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to ask because the worst he could say is no. Or... And- or the worst he could say is, well, we only have an opening in Sandpiper. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> so funny story about that. Yeah. Yes. So where did they send you? Okay. So here's, here's how, here's how it happened. I emailed him. I said, Hey, you know, it would, it would be really nice to like come back to Club Med. I, you know, I, I took some time off, but it would be really nice to come back. Uh, is, is there any opening in Turks and Caicos for the DJ position? And he wrote back to me, actually, yes, there is. Um, we're just kind of waiting for um, things to to calm down with the pandemic. And then the Turks and Caicos location is going to reopen. But in the meantime, we're going to send you back to Sandpiper um, so you could like help out, quote unquote. I was only supposed to be there for a month. Of course, that turned into like three, three, four months. But, you know, I made the best of it. And then... Yeah, they they sent me to uh, to Sandpiper to help out. Excuse me, uh, TJ. What month did you? Because I I remember the pandemic. So is this at, this is after March or is this at the end of twenty twenty? I mean, right. Yeah. So I was working for the cruise ship for mid February to to mid March, and then I got sent back home to Dallas. So I did a couple of months in Dallas, was working here, and then. I got sent to Sandpiper around August, early August, I believe. So I was in uh, Sandpiper from August until November of that year. 
And uh, this is the chief of village, uh, Sophia. Uh, how do you pronounce her last name? Like, likey? Like, yes. Oh, like. Okay. What, what was she like? Where, where is she from? Oh, she's great. Uh, Sophia, she's actually from Los Angeles. She worked in Cancun. Um, I met her before while I was on during my first season in Sandpiper. And then, of course, like we stayed in touch because the Club Med world is so small. And uh, when I found out she was going to be the chief of the village, that was like a sigh of relief because it's always nice to know, you know, who the general manager is, and especially if you're on good terms with them. So, uh, yeah, she was my uh, chief of village, did a fantastic job. I took it for what it what it was. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for Turks to reopen. But, you know, right now I'm in Florida on a beach resort. Like, you know, it could always be worse, you know. So let me just enjoy my time here and kind of wait for my time to go back to Turks. And when, sure enough, that happened. When you got to Sandpiper, did you, were you required to wear masks? Yeah, the mask situation was um what what's that like? Was less than pleasant for sure. <laughs> okay. We pretty much had to be a mask at all times. Um I think it was just an image thing. And then like this was like kind of like the height of the pandemic, I guess you could say. So uh with us being in the resort and then so many guests coming in and out every week, like it it, it made sense for us to to like to, to wear masks at the time for my end the lazy part of me that lazy mm-hmm. part of the geo would be like this is great i don't have to shave i don't have to brush my teeth uh, after yeah. every meal this is awesome uh, but yeah. but i could see how like when it gets um like hot out like i'm sure like yeah. like you said oh, you went man. to turks uh, you know the, what's it like wearing a mask and the uh you know the the heat that you get in turks you know that's probably not fun right yeah no it was definitely not fun um i think the humidity, for some reason, the humidity felt worse in Florida. Because uh, oh, I just oh, really, okay. I, I think so. <laughs> I just remember every time I, I worked in Sandpiper, you know, I would shower before the Paratif. And by the time I walked from the Geo building to the Paratif area, like I was, my my shirt was already drenched. Okay. <laughs> Turned that. a different color, did it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. And I was just, and then to add on a mask on top of that, it was just like, wow, I'm really, I'm really struggling here, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I was not, I was not, I really was not like excited to wear a mask just because of like the heat and yeah. Okay. And when you get to Turks, is this where you work with Sydney? Uh, Yes. That's when we met. Um, So we got there, I think, Actually, I think I got hit, got there on her birthday. So this was uh, the middle of November. And I think we were all kind of like, not isolated, but we just kind of like kind of hang out in our rooms for the moment. And then one night we all got to organize like kind of like a group outing because the village hasn't opened yet. I think we were scheduled to open December 3rd of that year. So twenty December 3rd of 2021. Yeah, so we did like an outing at Flamingos, which is the bar like right next door. And that's when we got to to all meet and like all hang out and and celebrate. So that was kind of like our pre our pre-geo party before the before the season got started. And how long did you spend there? Um so that time I did 13 months. So okay. I left Yeah, so I left December of 2022. Now the uh, chief is uh, Francis Lacoste. Yes. So okay. Francis, uh, great guy. <laughs> I heard a lot about him. I, I heard, you know, whenever 
Turks kind of need saving or whenever there's a natural disaster and, and somebody needs to take over. It's always Francis that that's able to come through and another hardworking uh, individual. We got along really great. Like so, such a funny guy. Yeah. Working with him was an absolute blast. I think he was, he was probably the more challenging uh, CDVs to work with, but again, like Kareem, he would make, make us work hard, but like, I would see the end result and I would be like, ah, okay. I get why we were doing this. I see why we were doing this for the guests because the end result like was was really showing. Now, because you were there in 2019, you go back. Was there one point in the season where you were able to remove your masks? Yes, that was a uh <laughs> that was that was a glorious day because I remember when when it was made official like i remember throwing my mask off and like twirling it in the air and and just saying like we're we're free but... <laughs> wave it like you just don't care okay. yeah <laughs> but the time wearing the mask uh in turks was definitely not fun yeah they really had to like crack down on us about the the mask situation just because you know it's, it's a smaller island and you know if there were to be like a an, an outbreak there's only so many hospital beds on the island. So yeah. it would just, it would have just been really bad, you know? So I, 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 it made sense. Okay. You know, despite that, I'm sure you, you, you still liked it, right? Like Turks is oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's always it was, good. Right. I wasn't going to let a mask like stop me from, <laughs> from yes. enjoying myself. Okay. <laughs> if there's one thing about me, like that's, I'll, I'll make sure I have a good time for sure. <laughs> oh, good, good. All right. I want to segue a little bit because you're a DJ. Yeah. I'm always curious, like, like everyone has a playlist, an iPod, what, what have you. So I'm just curious, do you, as a DJ, do you have any guilty pleasure songs that your friends might be surprised that, uh, that you listen Ooh. to? Guilty like for, like, like okay. for me, like, I don't care. I don't care who knows. I've said I've, I've loved ABBA my whole life. I really don't care who knows that I love yeah. ABBA, but I'm sure you might might have played Dancing Queen yourself once or twice. But what what's oh, in yeah. your play your playlist that might surprise us? So actually, oh man, where where should I start? <laughs> I so I'm always I'm always really big into like the electronic music scene, but I have like a side of me where like I like more like calmer stuff or stuff that's you know not as not as crazy. But like I'm really like a big fan of like I said. You know, I. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't... Sorry, TJ. Yeah, that 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 broke up. Uh, that question broke up. So, so uh, can you just say who you were an early fan uh, of again? If you can just start yeah. it from there. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So I've always been a really big fan of Usher, to say the least. Uh, I'm a really big fan of. Okay, so I wasn't an ABBA fan at first, admittedly, but since I had to play it so much. <laughs> Okay. That was well, definitely one well, of my guilty pleasure. Like okay, artists. but but yeah, once and once you you know opened your heart, so to speak. But do you yeah. not do you not admit that those two singers, I mean, are some of the best two female harmonizers that I've ever heard in my life. Like if you just break down what they're doing, okay, like in terms oh, no, of har har harmonizing, those two are like for me, you know, num number one anyway for for female harmonizers for sure. No, yeah, they're they're great. I'm also a big fan of a uh, Kings of Leon. Oh really? Okay. Oh, man, yeah, if you can believe that. Okay. <laughs> um, That's not one I would have guessed. No. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, there's there's a lot of stuff. Uh, any 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 country? <laughs> it must it must be one country song you like. 
I think, oh man. Because you mentioned okay. Nelly before. That that Nelly Tim McGraw song I I, I like, you know. All right, uh, I'll give you I'll give you one country song that I actually I actually do like and it's actually a very good song. Um is uh Tennessee Whiskey. Oh yeah, okay. By Chris Stapleton. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the I'll I'll say that's another one of my guilty pleasure. <laughs> Can we throw that yeah. in that uh, that category? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah because uh, but you know, I, I I I listen to everything, but you know, I, even I like, you know, country. I like I listen to classical music. I have the you know the iPod of a of a of a maniac. Like if you look at my my choices, you'd be like, mm-hmm. what? He's got Enya with ACDC. What's he doing? You know, I mean, but yeah. If I like a song, I like a song. You know, <laughs> uh, Queen was always Queen will always be in my top five. Also, I oh really? Uh, any yeah. specific song by Queen? Uh, Break Free is one of my favorites. Oh, did man. you like Bohemian Rhapsody the first time you, you yes, heard it? Because I know Clement plays a lot. I, I didn't like that song until I saw really? Wayne, Wayne's World. Wayne's World made me appreciate that song because I was so young when it came. I go, what is this? It's a rock opera. What's he doing? This is yeah. not the standard structure of a song. But then right? Wayne's World. And then little did I know I'd have to do it in Clement for 10 years, you know, on stage. But then I can just appreciate, you know, his his four octave range of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. You know, the way this, and it's so unlike any other song. So it's... Uh, Oh yeah, no. Now, now I love that song, but I, but I, I didn't at first at all. <laughs> I think my first song that I really, really was like, okay, I gotta add Queen to my top five now. Is when we had this, which was in one of the circus shows back uh, in my first season in Sandpiper, and like just like hearing that song every week and like being able to perform uh, in a circus show. I guess that's why it stood out more. But uh, which yeah, song? Break, break, break free. Don't stop me now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear Club Med like today is still playing the classics. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, since we're on queen, the, to me, the best duet of all time, all time period stop uh-huh. is queen and David Bowie under pressure. Like, oh yeah. There's a- <laughs> like I know duet. And, and then the crime of the century is that no one ever thought to, even though they recorded both their tracks separately, no one thought to film this, take a photo of this. Like none mm. of that is, you won't find footage anywhere, but you know, so one of the greatest duets of all time has like, zero like history behind it except these yeah. two recorded it separately and someone mixed it but but yeah oh no queen queen big time you know back in the day they used to some of the queen members would go to club med do you know this no I did. Oh, they, really? they would actually judge the lip sync show and and queen the geos <laughs> doing queen we're in the lip sync show oh yeah yeah that is actually amazing that's <laughs> i had no idea yeah <laughs> yeah yeah come to think of it did yeah you said you met uh i was gonna ask you about celebrities so did you met i think you said uh, slick rick right yeah, I got to meet. Did Stick you know Rick. who he was at first? Because he's before your time, right? Correct, he is. Um, I think one of the GOs told me he was that he was on the on the village in the village, and I didn't really get to say hi to him, but I did see him kind of like down the hallway. But like, it was cool to say like, "Oh, I had, <laughs> you know, I had Slick Rick come to one of my one of my one of my shows while I was in Sandpiper." And you also worked with a guy that. He was, he, I don't know if he was on the band or was he a technician on Steel Pulse, like a roots reggae band from England? Yes. Uh, was this a, was this a GO that? So he was actually a GE. So he okay. worked for Club Med, but like he didn't um, live on the resort. Okay. Um, but his name was uh, David Jacobs. And man, what, what a guy. Like I, I really, I really learned a lot from him just because he was just like, such a humble guy and like he was so knowledgeable when it came when it came to to audio and and music and 
and just kind of learning about his story working with with Steel Pulse was just was just incredible to hear. Um, so he was actually he was like their tour manager and like he was in charge of like all of their other uh, instruments whenever they would uh, perform. So I think for this band, he toured with them for maybe 10 years. And man, one day I'll never forget. He brought he brought us his passports to show us like how many countries he's been to. And man, he had at least six or seven passports, all stamps. He's been around the world several, several times. It's like a joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good at what he does. Do you, do you, is anyone other than like, uh, like me, the idiot, does anyone ask you who, who's in your top five? Like, is, do you, do you have like, are there top five artists for you or top five rappers or rap songs? Uh, does anyone ever ask you this or am I, am I the only? Uh, no, no, no. I get that. I get okay. that all the time. But I think now, like, I've just shifted just because I've been playing for 13 years now. At first, I used to only play, I used to only play, like, hip-hop and and R&B. And then then when I got to uh, Los Angeles after grad school, or um, undergrad school, that's when I kind of, like, branched out to other genres and I kind of switched to, like, the whole open format style of DJing. And then now, like, I'm really big into, like, the house and EDM scene, so... In terms of like top five now, I'll give you like a global kind of idea. Like I'm really into like James Hype, but then like I'm also really big into the genre of uh, the genre of Afrobeat. So there's an artist called Rima that I really like, but also like I really like music that comes from the UK. There's an artist by the name of Mark Knight that I'm really a big fan of. Uh, DJ Susan, uh, John Summit is a really big fan. Uh, I'm a really big fan of him. Deeper Purpose and Medusa, those are all kind of like artists that I really, really enjoy listening to. Like not just playing out for people, but that's music that I kind of listen to uh, in my downtime. Okay, I see uh, Yannick didn't make your top five there. Okay, oh, yeah. no. okay, I, I'm, I don't mean to beat not up Yannick. Time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still love him though. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm going to listen to that song after here. I haven't heard it since <laughs> since 2000. I can't believe I forgot about this song. Okay. Yeah, it, it's still. I still have all of my Club Med. Um, I still have like a couple of folders of of Club Med um, playlists that kind of like got me through the really big nights. And believe it or not, a lot of those songs I still kind of play out uh, to this day. Nice. You know, away from Club Med, like what what are the three things you miss the most? Have you had time to think about it? Oh yeah. I definitely miss you know it was really fun like being in a working environment where you know you kind of have to work with a different person or a different different personalities all the time. I'm really a big like people person and like I love meeting new people and yeah, that's that's one of the things that like I really enjoy uh, doing. That um, I mentioned it before, but I, I really do miss, you know, no traffic on the way to work. Like that's like, <laughs> that's man, that's that's probably like the the top, the top the top thing that I miss. And I also miss how easy it was to just be active. Um, that's a really big part of my life too. Um, it's just being active, you know, playing sports or or 
Well, 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 well wait, wait a minute now, TJ, because uh, you know I follow you on Instagram, and every other day you're you're on a beach volleyball course. What's going on there? It looks like now I don't get that in Montreal, but it seems you have a easy access to beach volleyball wherever you are. Yeah, so I'm. Um, so yeah, there's a place I, I play in in Dallas called um, uh, Sandbar Cantina. This is in this is in Dallas. I okay. I thought yeah, it was, I thought it was California. These no. pictures, uh, these reels you're posting. Okay. Well, well, I'm glad it had you. Uh, I'm glad it had you fooled, I guess. <laughs> Did and and jealous. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they have like nine courts and it's just volleyball was actually something I picked up in Columbus. You know, I, I didn't really play growing up. Yeah, like it was just something like they always played during happy hour. And so like I had they were right in front of me. So I'd always see people playing. And then uh, one day I, I I just went on the court and just started playing and then didn't really know what I was doing, of course. And then you know, just started playing more often. And then like we would do tournaments like the geo team versus the the GMs. And then of course me being like very competitive, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start like owning this game. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I got to win and like figure out how to play. So yeah, that believe it or not, that actually became a very big part of like my second half of club med, I guess you could say is as uh, playing volleyball and, and, um, yeah, get, being active. So volleyball that, is definitely, definitely a good thing for me. I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Like, who uh, was there anyone else you enjoyed working with? Oh, you'd like, you'd like to meet? Well, yeah, give me some. Oh, man, there was uh, a lot of uh, my good friends are com- coming from uh, Montreal. Alex Valero is a really good friend of mine. He was my uh, animation manager uh, when I went back to Turks for the second time. I have another friend of mine. His name is Mikael. He's from uh, Montreal as well. Uh, I mentioned his name earlier, but uh, Luik uh, Conville, uh, we worked in in the Bahamas, and then we worked in Turks together. I visited him in Montreal several times. So we got to work together. We were roommates at one point in, um, in Columbus. Another friend of mine, is, her name is uh, Katarina. I met her in, in uh, Sandpiper. We still talk to this day getting married um dylan and dakota uh, i met them in sandpiper so they're married now i have another friend uh her name is taylor taylor devon i think i actually met her on my first day at sandpiper because i think it was her birthday and we've always just been really good friends oh man there's the list goes on did you say dylan and dakota yes this these sound like soap opera names these are actual people no. <laughs> yeah Okay. So, um, Dylan was um, he was the chief of uh, sailing, mm-hmm. and then Dakota she worked in a mini club. He sounds like one of these perfect couples. These names, Dil- Dylan and Dakota. I mean, they're they're meant to be together, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's not like George and Susie. Yeah. No, this is Dylan and Dakota. No. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the, and and really everybody I worked with in my my first season kind of made an impact because like. You know, like I said, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into or like the people I was going to meet. But that first season um, in Sandpiper, the Geo team and our, our our kind of like group or clique, you could say, like we were all like really close. And like, I think that's what kind of got me through like the harder times because not every day was like a perfect day, but it was nice to have like a solid friend group and we all got along really really well so yeah we we kind of kept each other on on our toes you could say okay sir we're coming 
here to the end of the interview. Do you have time for just one more quick question? Yeah, sure. Okay. I was just curious if you, if there's anything you would have done differently, do you have any regrets? Are you glad that you, you went on indeed.com that day and sent in an application? <laughs> Greg, I actually have no regrets. You know, this was definitely like one of the best experiences of my life. It's, which is like weird to like say, because in the moment, you know, signing up, like I, I, I didn't really think of it like that at all. And I know it was, it was a really like special part because one of the questions I, I got asked almost every night was, you know, like, do you enjoy what you do here? Like, what's, what's it like? And I think for me is, um, whenever I would tell people like what I did on the resort, they would always say, oh, I wish, you know, when I was younger, like I did something like this, or I wish my, you know, my, my 20 something year old would, would apply for something like this. And honestly, I can say, I, you know, I got to do it. I might've overdone it. <laughs> and <laughs> And, hey, and yeah, but hey, like, hey, you're you're competitive. <laughs> you had to overdo it. Right? Yeah, like it was just it was it was yeah, I I literally like I enjoyed every moment of it. The highs and lows like yeah, this was an overall like great experience. And even like now like I don't work for Club Med anymore, but I still go to I'll also go to a village on vacation like once or twice a year, you know. So there's there's no bad blood by any means and 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 I just enjoy, I, I enjoy the concept, you know. Great. Oh, this has been awesome, uh, TJ. I really want to thank you for sharing your story with us. No, absolutely. Thank you for, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, it's nice to hear like a, a perspective from someone who, you know, just recently, you know, stopped the club med. Uh, so I re really thank you for that perspective you brought. Absolutely. Well, everyone, that was DJ TJ. Okay. If you see him in a club bed on vacation, buy him a rum punch. Okay. You know, there we go. Say hi. Just don't request, just don't request Yannick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I had, to, I had to get one last one in. <laughs> no, <you're fine>. okay. <laughs> Sorry, Yannick. Okay. No problem. <laughs> All right. Here's where, he, here's where we say goodbye to our listeners and thank them for listening. If you could take it away, DJ TJ. All right. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. If you have any questions, hit me up on social media by any means. I'm always available. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Hopefully I'll see you in, in another village somewhere on the volleyball court. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I will see you all next week. Bye.